Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 241 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. This week, another VR headset, question mark. NetEase acquires Skybox Labs. What could that be? Ubisoft canceling games. Uh, Ubisoft is exercising cancel culture at its finest. TMNT Shredder's Revenge on Netflix. Another question mark. There's two in there. Thanks, Brant. And we have your January Game Pass and PlayStation Extra and Premium games. I'm one of your hosts, Richard Bergman, joined tonight by newsmaster and resident Circus Maximus <laughs> chariot driver, Brant McKee. What's up? Circus Maximus for life. <laughs> Give us the remaster. <laughs> And lore master and page master, Cesar Concepcion the second. Oh. Cesar, how's that internet? Are you coming to us from the from the hardwired or from the uh mobiles? Wifi. Uh hardwired, Wifi, yeah. uh double VPN. I got a VPN in Atlanta and then I got a VPN. Are you on a B wireless network? B spectrum? No, for our audio listeners, it's a no. Okay, so your PSP cannot log into your Wi-Fi and get updates? I have not had a, a Wi-Fi <laughs> connection unless I go on a Vita, that's it. On the, on the Vita only? Yeah. How my, even, my, even my PlayStation Vita. We can't hear you, sir. We lost you. Did you lose me? Oh, there you are. You just Did cut you off. Me? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because PSP only, the band only handles up to so far, right? And then, like, new Wi-Fi routers are like, nope, we can't let you set up that kind of network. It's not secure. Doesn't help now that the PSP store's down anyways. Yeah. It's been down for years. I feel like when I rediscovered the PSP, it was, like, right as it was dying and going out. I had a very small window to download updates and at all. All right, let's get into the news. Not PSP updates. Uh, VR headset. What is this? This comes from Tom Ivan at VideoGamesChronicle.com. Apple is reportedly planning to launch its AR slash VR headset in fall 2023. Mixed reality headset called Reality Pro, tipped for spring reveal. Apple's long-anticipated AR VR headset will reportedly be released this year, according to a new Bloomberg report, which claims the mixed reality device will launch in the fall of 2023 following several delays. The headset has reportedly been in development for seven years, and Apple said to have originally targeted a 2019 launch. Oof. Delayed product, right? The company is expected to unveil this device this spring ahead of its annual Worldwide Developers Conference, WWDC, in June. The headset is likely to be called Reality Pro, and its operating system will be publicly named XROS, it's claimed. Uh, Bloomberg previously reported Apple's mixed reality headset will include a 3D video service and its own interpretation of the metaverse. It is also claimed the device will cost between $2,000 and $3,000 <laughs> because of its built-in <laughs> Mac-level M2 chip, which is in iPads for much less than that. More than 10 cameras. Okay, here we go. <laughs> There's the logic. And the highest resolution VR display yet produced. Its most recent report claims Apple's focus on the headset and its XROS operating system may result in fewer new features in iOS 17 and iPad OS 17. The next major software updates for iPhone and iPad, respectively. 
Hmm, what do we think about this? I don't know. I'm, I'm so upset about the M2 and they can't handle more than... Can't handle more than what? Monitors. Externally. More than two? That's it? That's it? That's all it can I'm do? Legit. I spent a good day at work trying to get it. Uh, somebody who brought in a MacBook on an M2 chip. Like I, I want these two monitors to work with it, and I had to sit there and talk with Apple. And I'm like, yeah, we can only do one extended monitor out there. Wow. Monitors. It should be fine. Okay. That M2 silicon is like god tier. The Intel is where they stopped at the two monitors. Why? M1 and M2 <laughs> can only go to extend to one monitor out, yeah. Oh, God, of course. Classic. I do like the... This is the first, like, big rumor of ARVR, right? We've talked about VR and how limiting it can be. As, as many... As much as it opens up worlds inside the headset, right? It can be very limiting inside the goggles once you're inside there it's kind of a a one person show unless you're doing like asynchronous multiplayer or something like that right so ar vr i think is a great application for that and a lot of these like the oculus quest only really does it that i've noticed for like room scale stuff it can tell you your couch is right next to you the ottomans in front of you that sort of thing versus actually being applicable for stuff like Remember, I have judgment for PS3. Wouldn't that be fun through like PSVR 2 goggles where you're using the external cameras to play the cards and you see the monsters moving around and stuff like that out of the cards? Um, You guys think it would take Apple to be one of these big mass adopter things to push VR? I know Sony is behind like pushing everybody to do this, right? Like, let's all get on board and do the VR thing. But I is is Apple the right carrier for that banner? I think VR in itself is already such a niche market. Um, Does this tear down that wall though? Not at two to three thousand dollars. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, you'll have the the early Apple adopters, you know, jump and right, you know, especially if they're I don't know how big of a um, gaming scene that the uh uh os crowd actually has um i mean the as m2 pow- as powerful as that m2 is and they have what's that custom is it called metal it's like apple metal yeah. is what specific things have to be the apple the apple api that they use mm-hmm. which has mixed results but maybe this is part of their their thought for adoption of that type their that type API and integration, maybe. Put it on the headset. See who jumps on it. Might be something people really go for. But you're already going to have, you know, you'll have Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus built in there. You'll have iTunes integration. You'll have all your movie stuff in there. Yeah, two to $3,000 is like... <laughs> yeah. What's the difference I mean, in when those? You, local when storage, you can, maybe? Yeah, when you can get, you know, an Oculus or... um. PSVR way cheaper for either of those, or even a you can get the HTC Vive or Valve Index, I guess technically. Speaking of which, did you guys see the viral tweet going around that the person sold their PS5 to be able to pre-order the PSVR 2? <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> well, I mean, when uh, apparently people are starting to see PS5s in stores, places, so. I still have it. Have you guys? I have yet to see one in person at a I've store. I have yet to, to be in a store, so that should answer your question. I have yet to be in a store. 
That's why I was like, I don't know. I'll go to the store and I'll tell you. It doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like that hard of a ask to me. I, I think mean, it'd be fine. I mean, Richard, you sent me that thing about that possible clearance item for a desktop, and I was like, I could look for it, and I was like, eh. I looked in two <laughs> different Wal. I looked in two different WalMarts. I would have let you know if I saw it. I was unlucky in both. I oh, would have been a hell of a deal, but it is what it is. I'm already. Uh, I'm already, and I'm I'm building the PCs happening. You're gung ho for uh, PC building at this point. Yeah, I got that itch. I wanna wanna build it. Go for it. Godspeed, sir. Sir. You can trade a carton of eggs for some RAM. I'll just put the eggs in there and I'll run off of it. <laughs> Plastic eggs with uh, kisses in them, Hershey kisses. Yep, it's my uh, it's my cooling uh, uh, solution. It's just been... Egg cooling, yolk, yolk metal. Um, I do think this would be a good thing overall. I'm with brand on the two to three thousand dollar Reality Pro, yeah, tier. But those early adopters and the Apple fanatics and the cult, the cult of Mac. There's a website called Cult of Mac. Oh, they said that Indiana is Colts. I was like, oh, they're buying it. <laughs> cult of Mac, Cult of Matt Ryan. Cool. No, we'll see. That's definitely, uh, I said earlier, that where there's smoke, there's fire. There's going to be more behind this, so. I mean, they're trying. It's like Brian said. I mean, trying to get this uh, VR, AR thing. Somebody's trying to get it to where they hit it right. Everybody's yeah. Okay. I know in my industry, um, I saw a couple demos. Brent, this may behoove you in your avenue. But, um. In our in a particular utility type industry, there's an AR application that allows for use of like looking up and down the road and seeing where the hidden utilities are underground. Like everything is your um, your underground stuff is mapped inside that that AR realm. Hmm. So you're actually looking at the street and you'll see, uh, let's say, a pole and then you'll you'll be able to see where that line goes and those sort of things. So. I know alone in our industry, it's something that I would see more of the application like hollow. I was super excited about HoloLens when they were showing that stuff. And it seemed like their big demo. Microsoft was a uh, Minecraft stuff, right? Yeah. Cesar, didn't you see this? Didn't you do that somewhere? That was super early on. Uh, like the years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've used the HoloLens in my uh, line. Of That's work. right. And I've never even seen one. And didn't the military just cancel a big order of them? <laughs> or they originally big... had ordered uh, the most out of all of everything. Yeah. They were like carrying on that HoloLens structure, that whole yeah. technology. Yeah, but I would love to see more AR integration. I think I think that's that's going to end up being the mass adoption behind all that is uh is also what you see outside the goggles, not just what's inside there being represented, but what's what you can u- utilize it out out externally for as well. It's very nice of you, Richard. It's all about the inside, not the outside. I'm proud of you, man. That's what counts, right? It's yeah, not it's just counts, about what yeah. yeah. people see you walking around in goggles. They want to know what, what's happening on the inside. What are you actually <laughs> like? As we're all just walking in the street running into walls with our goggles on. The content of your character, right? Isn't that the theme for today? Yes. yes. The content of your character. Uh, speaking of characters, NetEase. This comes from Saurmano Gamatsu. I love how he puts his name on there. Like, I'm the writer of this article. Don't get confused. Uh... You know, there's a lot. There's a, a company out there that's still in his work, so he has to. They are. That sucks. Yeah. 
I mean, but from his side, it's we we know it's written by him. This comes from Saramano Gamatsu. NetEase Games acquires Skybox Labs. Skybox Labs to operate independently within NetEase Games. NetEase Games, of course, uh, a large conglomerate, has acquired Canada-based game studio Skybox Labs. They will continue to operate independently under the leadership of co-founders Shang Kong, Derek McNeil, Stephen Sylvester, and continue to work with existing co-development partners and new partners in the future. That is a healthy, that sounds... Like, we're not on the inside. We don't know what happens. As Cesar mentioned, it's what's on the inside that counts. Yeah. But that sounds like a healthy type merger or uh, acquisition. The Canadian studio previously co-developed titles with game Xbox Game Studios, Wizards of the Coast, and Electronic Arts, including the Halo, what's that? And Age of Empires series. It also released the original titles, Stella. <laughs> and Tasty, Lethal Tactics. Uh, okay. That's where I heard of Skybox from. They did like yeah. almost like Raven Software or something like that now, where, what they've been delegated to, where they're just kind of support for maps and third party or, uh, well, third party software and, and DLC and that sort of thing, downloadable content yeah. and extra maps and live service. They seem like a textbook live service style studio where they're able to add on to something that's existing. Yeah, it says that they. Uh, some of the games were, you know, Halo Infinite, micro, um, Minecraft, and Fallout 76. All live service on. games. Yep. All things where code can be taken and adapted and increased or added onto. Oh, God, I'm First. tired of talking. Somebody tell me about these Ubisoft games. Wait, Skull and Bones? Maybe I want to talk <laughs> about this one. Skull and Bones update. do 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 uh... So this comes from uh, Ty, Tom Ivan, again from VGC, um, which, I mean, he does a good job about the uh, all, all the financial stuff that's going on with my, uh, with uh, Ubisoft right now, which not looking great at the moment. Where did this come from? Was this a earnings call or what? What are this? Yeah, this. Does it get into that? So dire financial update. Yeah. And, and I love how it says that they, they canceled three and announced games uh, and delayed skull and bones again. Uh, then of course, never get into uh, aside from that headline. There's no mention of what, what, you know, canceled games or anything. What it was. So maybe Jason Trier will have that later on some sort yeah. of update on whatever that is. So this was uh, last week. They, they were talking about the major financial uh, challenges the industry continues to uh, shift towards mega brands and long-lasting titles. Um, then uh, re- long-lasting titles uh, reach players across the globe, across platforms, and business models. Um, they talk a little later about how they had several games that kind of underperformed uh, from their expectations over the holiday seasons, uh, including. Mario Rabbit's Sparks of Hope and uh sorry I just got a advertisement <laughs> yeah a random uh spectrum. oh Sal oh Sal <laughs> Sal we uh, would probably pay you money to oh he probably gets good money out of that all right so uh, but Sparks of Hope and Just Dance uh, 2023 were among the games that failed to meet the expectations. Uh, of course, they also said Skull and Bones um, is getting pushed back. 
which it already had been delayed and then reannounced uh, to come out this year, 2023. And they move it up. But yeah, but now now it they they don't have any kind of date. They just put it arrive early in Ubisoft's uh, next fiscal year, which is 2023 slash 2024. And they do note that it runs from April until March 2024. Mm -hmm. So anytime in that time frame is, I guess, when they're hoping to put out Skull and Bones. And they uh, also talk about how delaying it the first time um, has paid off, uh, brought impressive improvements in its quality. Um, And so they're just, I guess, hoping to put a little bit more polish on it at this point. What I mean, this is the, the basically Assassin's Creed Black Flag, but just the ship the boats, the yeah, boats, yeah. just the, the 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 boat mechanics. We're and ten years on from Black Flag. I was about to say they've been. That was, that was a fucking. That was a launch title. Joint. Yeah, that was a yeah. launch. Uh, ten PS4 years out. Title. So. Oh, I have seen PS4s in store. That's new. It's yeah, yeah the, a long time. Some of the Modern Warfare Two ones. Yeah. All right, so um, this is this is interesting that they're back-to-back in the story, right? Yeah. Quote, we are clearly disappointed by our recent performance, Ubisoft CEO Yves Guillemot said on Wednesday. We are facing contrasted market dynamics as the industry continues to shift towards mega brands and everlasting live games in the context of worsening economic conditions affecting consumer spending. The next bit in the article. Despite excellent ratings and player receptions as far as as well as an ambitious marketing plan, we were surprised by Mario plus Rabbids sparks of hope underperformance in the final weeks of 2022 and early January. Mega brands. Is there a bigger mega brand than Mario? I don't know. What does that even mean? And Just Dance. Yeah, it just dances. We played certain household members played Just Dance hey, today. Just not. They, should, they shouldn't have stopped releasing it on the Wii. <laughs> or the Connect. The Connect one is our favorite one in this household. <laughs> we love the Connect just dance. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they uh, what does this mean? What does this mean for Ubisoft if they're giving up know. on these That's that's the thing is is after this announcement, I mean they I mean one of the other things they said was uh, net bookings are now expected to be down more than ten percent year on year versus prior expectations of uh ten percent plus growth. Um, and I know this, a- after this uh, report and everything came out, their stocks just just plummeted. Yeah. yeah. And then the the following day or later that day, the um, Mr. Gil- Gilmon came back out and and I don't know if it was supposed to be like a kind of rallying of the troops moment, but he put it on the uh, developers that it's on them to uh basically. Yeah. Steady the ship, basically. <laughs> yeah, basically. Let me see. I, that, I know I saw. Like, how is that even a thing? Whoa! Oh God, that messed what the just happened. Up. That messed the stream do? up. Yeah. Did what? Well, how did that happen? Together mode. It's not good. How would this happen? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I fixed it. I fixed it. My bad. <laughs> that didn't go well. Oh my gosh. This kind of reeks of uh we don't have a live service game, right? Is that their big thing here? Yeah. I know they We don't have they, one. Later later in the in the article, I mean they do talk about how they have um 
the Division Heartland coming out. Um, all the I Assassin's didn't know there Creed was a new stuff. Division coming. Yeah. Is that the free to play? Is there a free to play division coming? Yeah. Um, I think that's the Division Resurgence, which is the mobile titles. It says. Yeah, because that that mobile division actually looked pretty good. It looked like legit division. I know a friend of the show, Russell, is a huge Long Division fan. Yeah, Long Division. Long Division. That's what he called the second one, right? Oh, boy. Yeah, this reeks of... And all of all the developers, right, they should have been the easy one to have a live service game between the Ghost Recons and Splinter Cell and... God, what's their other big ones? Just Dance. That should have been an easy live service subscription type thing, and I guess that just didn't bring in people. Oh, well, I mean, what's, all the rabbit the stuff, and yeah, I mean, just they have so many heavy hitters, and and that that new Mario and Rabbids was like immediately forty bucks. It was a, or thirty. It was immediately on sale. It was almost in the twenty range, yeah. And the, yeah, the skew with the original. If you didn't have the original by now, it uh. That also was like on heavy clearance. So the actual quote is Ubisoft CEO Yves Gilmon uh, has reportedly told staff the onus is on them to reverse the company's fortune after <laughs> it provides a what dire financial update. Time to change jobs. Hey guys, I know we're doing really bad as a company, but uh, it's on y'all. Uh, write the ship. Y'all get to write the ship. That's okay. So that's me eyeballing the viewers. We have every podcasting telling the two of you who I'm part of the company alongside the two of you. <laughs> it's up to you guys. Uh, I'm doing everything I can. You got to get you guys got to get viewers up. I don't I don't know what and I'm in no more leadership role than than <laughs> you guys are. So that's not the right analogy, but it's like they're part of the same company. Yeah. So how can you how can you put that onus on your on your the people you support that it's up to them. And that's one of those things where, like, is that oh, supposed boy. to be kind of like a rallying together of the troops? Because that does not, it's not how it comes off. It seems like he's like, well, guys, I, I don't have anything to do with this. This, you know, you're the developers. You guys, you guys fix it, you know? Ubisoft has said it spent the last four years attempting to adapt its biggest brands Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, Ghost Recon, Rainbow Six, and The Division. Oh, Rainbow Six. That's their big live service one. Yeah. And more people play Siege than that new one, right? Did that new one ever come yeah. out? The virus one that all of a sudden was like, nobody wants to play a virus game. You tell me. I never hear anybody. If it's out, I never hear anybody talking it's about it. It was like, I, I think I have it somewhere. It feels like you I bought it? You bought the game we can't even come up with the title for? The virus game? Yeah, it was like... It was literally called Rainbow Six uh, <laughs> Pandemic or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, and, and then they had to a, change it. They changed um, it and delayed it. So that's our show. Oh it's your gosh. copy of a live service game. I think I have it somewhere. I just don't remember that. Extinction? Extinction might be it. Does that sound right? Sounds right. Extinction. Extinction. When was the last Ghost Recon? They canceled, they called that one Frontline? They canceled that one? Wildlands was the last one, but I feel like Wildlands was not quite in the midst of all the free-to-play crazy chaos that we have now. 
Man, Ubisoft should be able to pull this off. I don't know why they're struggling like that. Does anybody want Skull and Bones, or is it just a joke now at this point? Is it the Duke Nukem Forever? Where people are like, who wants Outbreak? even wants... At, th- at this point, yeah. Outbreak? Outbreak? At, at this point, you just want to get it out to be done with. Outbreak Rainbow was Six, the Resident Evil one. Rainbow Six Siege Outbreak? I don't... It wasn't called Siege. It was Rainbow Six. Rainbow Six Quarantine. Quarantine. That was the unfortunately titled. There we go. Yeah. Is that what they ended up calling it? Renames Rainbow Six Quarantine. Um. Rainbow Six. Yeah. Extraction. Extraction. Yeah. We talk about video games. We talk about video games every week. For us to not know the tentpole. Rainbow Six title is probably pretty bad. I think that's telling, at least, that we neither of the three of us could come up with what it is. As Cesar continues searching. That, the fact that I can't remember if I bought it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I think I bought it. That's so many fucking uh, Rainbow Six games. Oh, well, boy. A game that we all enjoyed and that we all talked about last week. Shredder, uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge. There we go. It's getting it's coming Netflix to mobile adaptation. Oh, wow, oh, I saw this going differently. No, it's it's actually it's coming to mobile. Um, but it's uh, <laughs> it's free. Three ninety. Oh, no, no, no. However, while the game can be found uh by searching on Google Play uh, and Apple stores, it can only be accessed by netflix members as part of their subscription so this is <laughs> somebody talked about doing this right didn't someone yeah. test this they went into the netflix app and went straight to the games yeah i i know i did uh, a couple weeks ago what'd you play i i didn't i didn't play anything but it's it's weird that you can go through uh through netflix and then it just takes you to whatever app store you know your device uses yeah to download the thing so it's it's weird, but that's how it does it. And this is this is how they've gone. Uh, I guess they've. I don't know if they got a deal with uh, with Nickelodeon or or DotEMU or, or or what to do this deal. But it's interesting that. I mean, Netflix has been talking a lot about gaming within the past few months. Yeah. So, I guess this is. But their Definitely approach so the far has their approach so far has just been to get get a license or get an agreement yeah. and publish it through this like pseudo game store, right? This pseudo mm-hmm. app store type thing. Because you go through the app, they have like a game section. I need to look at it and uh, and you fire it up work. from there. Fucking work. Yeah. And can you play with controllers and stuff? Does it work just like Apple Arcade or Google Play? Like integration, like any of that stuff you download. Brent messed with That's it. That's the thing is, I would, Brent, I would have expert. to try it. Yeah, I would have to try it with a controller. The mobile, but mm, I don't know if it has controller support. I know it's going to obviously have touch touch controls since it's built for mobile. You play with touch controls? Uh, if I can avoid it, no. <laughs> Oh, probably not. Well, a lot of people subscribe to Netflix. We know that. And a lot more people need to play 
TMNT Shredder's Revenge, right? Yeah, if this is going to so, be your only way to experience this game, go for it. So go get it. I'm guessing it's not a super demanding probably not title. I'm looking in the article to see if it says probably right. Uh, other titles available via the Netflix app include the critically acclaimed Queen P. Uh, three games based on Stranger Things, of course, and mobile ports of Oxenfree, 12 Minutes, and Kentucky Route Zero. I still need to play Kentucky Route Zero. That's on Kentucky Route Zero is very good. A bunch of people's list of amazing games. Yeah, very disappointed in all of us. We should be. We should stream it. All play. All three of us play it together. It's not long, right? All the different chapters. Now, if we do a uh, hand to. Yeah. We can we can all race inside. We can play a game that we can race on uh, Brant's office chair. <laughs> that game looked good. <laughs> oh, you got to bring that up in games play. That looked good. I would switch stores and download this. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, coming to Game Pass. Wow, that's three heavy hitters there. Uh, coming to Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass, Monster Hunter Rise, Persona Yay! 3... Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden. Persona! A dedicated Persona box. They are, as much as that's not the Japanese game company, they have all the Yakuza games, and now they have a heavy dose of Persona. Those are those are big gets. Uh, whether you have an ability to play those elsewhere or not, this is big gets for Game Pass. And that's... And I know, later this week, actually. It's not... You don't have to wait too long to get those. Yeah, it's coming up. It'll be up... After this podcast post, three days, yeah, two days after the podcast post. But I know a friend of the show, Renee, has been hooked on some uh, Octopath Traveler, so these Persona ports might be up his alley. Uh, you get Persona 3 Portable for cloud console and PC on January 19th, as well as Persona 4 Golden, all in the same day. Uh, that is my most played Persona. I love that on Vita. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise is January 20th on cloud console and PC. That's crazy. They're all the all these. Remember when Cloud used to be like a big add-on, and now they're just kind of standardish with these releases? Mm-hmm. That infrastructure is is quickly changing over. Grant Resay! <laughs> Resay! <laughs> In case you missed it, Mortal Shell Enhanced Edition is now available. Stranded Deep is now available on all three, and Valheim is available for PC. Valheim, Valheim Mistlands. Valheim! Leaving Game Pass as of this recording, so it's no longer there. It does not do you any good. Danganronpa, Trigger, Happy Havoc, Nobody Saves the World, Paparazzi, The Anacrusis, We Happy Few, and Windjammers 2. That's the Lady Gaga song, Paparazzi. Paparazzi. Remember when We Happy Few was like the next Bioshock or whatever it was being painted as? It didn't ever really turn out to be the same. (laughs) But remember it was... It was at every one of their shows for like three years. We saw this clips of this We Happy Few and all the smiling guards and stuff like that. Now they're on your uh, spiritual, uh, your favorite spiritual successor for your Dark Zero. Equal to that. What is that? Perfect Dark Zero, your favorite game of all time. Uh, you're looking at Brant? It's definitely not me. <laughs> yep. I don't know. Game, game recognized game, Brant. <laughs> Like, I don't own a copy. Oh, uh, wait. We I think we established it's on the uh, replay. Yeah, yeah the it's re- on Rare Replay, Weekly. it's on Game Pass, and we all have physical copies of Perfect Dark Zero. 
If you don't, Brant, you will be getting one with your Xbox. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it, comes, it comes bundled with it. I can't even play it on this. <laughs> it's installed your, in your PS3 drive when you buy a PS3. Inject real engine. Zero. Yeah. What he mm. does is he, he gives me an Xbox, but he's disabled the drive and stuck in the drive is perfect dark zero. <laughs> Enjoy. That was originally developed for GameCube and Xbox. I would be curious what those versions looked like compared to what we got on yeah. 360. Like, did they just lose their minds in the HDness, and that's that ended up being where development went is towards like HD assets and away from what they wanted to do before. Like, that would have been a that would have been a neat concept is to see what that game looks like because the artwork looked better. Like that Joanna Dark that they had for GameCube and Xbox looked good. Kind of like Cameo. Cameo got a different spin after it came out on 360. Yeah. Oh, Rare. What is Rare up to these days? Sea of Thieves? Yep, Sea of Thieves. Yeah. That's successful. And they did it big. And the, the game that... Game they're making with the deer. Yeah. What? <laughs> Gosh, a deer what? game? Yeah. Brain knows what I'm talking about. He the wilds? Was it that wild into the wilds or something? It's, yeah, it's it's the game that they literally just had like a small concept of and announced it super super early, and we haven't seen anything from it or heard anything about it since. It's about like a what a year and a, a half. Well, I guess at this point, two years ago. It's not the Michelle and Cell game, right? It's not that one. No. Remember you that into know? the wild? Was it something wild? Or am I swinging and missing here? No, I, th- I think, I think you're right. I think you're right. Oh, my God. oh, it's the one they were showing off before, like, the Series X and all that came off. The yeah. real artistic. There's, like, mm-hmm. squirrels. It's like a Bambi shit. It's like all the forest animals and stuff. Yeah. The deer game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we could hear about it at the uh, Xbox show. That's There's an uh, Xbox showcase coming up. The 25th. I am... I'm not an Xbox fan. I'm very excited for that show to see what is coming to that platform. Like, what is... I have a I have a Halo box currently. Yeah. I think Cesar has a Halo box. I know Renee has a Halo box. Brand, I don't know what you're playing on it. Maybe... I'm playing Psychonauts, Halo. but I have, a, I have the first Xbox right next to it that I could play Psychonauts on there. So it's not like that's not a compelling argument for me to have the new thing, right? I've I've played Halo and I actually did download something off Game Pass and play it. So, oh, he's gonna talk about it. Shredder's Revenge. Now you don't need Game Pass for that. You just have Netflix. Yeah. All right, coming to your PlayStation Plus game catalog lineup for January. Back for Blood. <laughs> for PS4, PS5. This is yeah. from the PlayStation blog. <laughs> Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Jumping back in this again, we're gonna try back for blood again. Is it Fighter Z or Fighter? Fighter. I also have for some reason I bought a physical copy of Back for Blood because I think it was like six dollars. <laughs> are, are we doing this? We're we getting in there. Back for Blood. Cesar, I enjoyed Maybe. my time with it. Me and you on Game Pass, I enjoyed my time yeah. with it. I would play it with multiple people. We sat there in the training uh compound just trying to kill each other the whole time. Yeah, and we were trying to murder people in the hub world, like when you go outside the <laughs> <laughs> I had fun in the weapon, the weapon simulator thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, is it Fighters um, or Fighter Z? Did we establish that? I've heard Fighter Z a lot, so Fighter Z. Fighter. 
Uh, another PS5 title, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition. Okay. Oh, my article just freaked out for a second. Uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm, PS4. Uh, just the OG Life is Strange for PS4. Do you well. need to? Do you need to play those chronologically, or is it best to I, play release order? I do not know. Do I know on those? Yeah. I do not know. Would you want to? I think they're all kind of like one-offs, is what I kind of get the vibe from. So, the for the storm is uh, Chloe's story, and Chloe's a character in Life is Strange. So, in Life is Strange, you have like this part of the story is like the very beginning when they're like kids, and then they drift apart, and then they meet again as teenagers. Okay. Uh, Life is Strange is kind of like the backstory for one of those characters when that girl leaves in that first game. So it's kind of like a prequel and a midquel mixed up in the timeline in there. Gotcha. So probably probably better to play release order to have some context for that prequel. I would recommend Sounds like, that. yeah. Uh, another PS4, PS5 title, Jet the Foreshore. Starring um, Joan Jet. It's spelled and- like Joan Jet. And then oh, for probably sure. <laughs> I'm in for a Joan Jet game. I'm out for a Pauly Shore game. I Play my game, buddy. Do not appreciate Pauly Shore. I'm out immediately. I mean, I only I, I only enjoyed Encino Man, and it wasn't because of Pauly Shore. So. Also true. Yeah, it was good was in a, spite of Pauly Shore. One could say that was a Brandon Fraser movie all the way. It was. He's a treasure. Yeah. Uh, also for PS4, we have Just Cause 4 Reloaded. Uh, Omno for uh, PS4. Uh, Erica oh, for PS4. friend of the show, Jeremy, loved Omno. He played the hell out of it not too long ago. I think it was on Game Pass for a while. Sorry, Brant. Erica? Yes. And those Erica. are your... Those were all of your PlayStation... Extra. Plus extra titles. For premium... Uh, you get three Brent, you're going to regret not being premium. <laughs> you're going to regret it. Uh, first up, we get Siphon Filter 3. Which then I, we... here is a very good game and looks way better than anything on PS1 should bother looking. I mean, if he doesn't run like he's got a load in his pants, then what's the he point? He has to. He has to. Do you think uh, if we ever got a Siphon Filter reboot, he would have some sort of gear? <laughs> it would be... It would be yes. enough of an homage to for run. fans. Yeah. Like that first, <laughs> if we saw a first trailer of a new Siphon Filter, it's like, how does Gabe run though? Like, what yeah. does he look like from the backside? <laughs> Is he trying to get to a porta potty? Said, so, uh, would that be part of the whole. It's the lore. Pitch, meeting pitch. Yeah, yeah, it's important. How does he run though? So we have an idea for Siphon Filter. Well, how does he run? <laughs> we need to know. Uh, we also get Star Wars Demolition for PS1, uh, which apparently which one is, is... Oh, that's the weapon or the yeah, vehicle battle one. You choose from over 10, uh, 10 iconic Star Wars vehicles and battle it out across eight intense arenas Is that and the, four game modes. Is that the best Star Wars PS1 game? There's not many good ones. I don't know. I don't know. Russell, I don't think I've ever played this one. Russell and I had fun... With the uh, Jedi power battles. Hmm. That was like a co-op hack and slash type thing with um, 
Phantom Menace background. I never played Demolition. What is that based off of? I don't know. It just sounds like a vehicle based one. Yeah, it's just a vehicle battle or base. It's is it like Twisted Metal? Yeah, like a Twisted Metal or a Vigilante Eight. I'd have to look it up and see exactly how it plays. But you know, those those uh, vehicle battle games uh, peaked in the nineties. They were everywhere. (laughs) I mean, that's 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 this era of when that game came out. Does anybody uh, have this for PS1? No, I don't. When was the last time this has been re-released? I don't remember this being... Mm-mm. This is the first time I've ever heard of this title. Yeah, I'm looking long. it up. Uh, and lastly, you have Hot Shots Golf 2 for the PS1 as well. Wow. Nice. Uh, Brant, you hit the nail on the head. From the creators of Vigilante 8 and Vigilante <laughs> 8 Second Offense. The cover yes. says, Total Vehicular Carnage in a Galaxy Far, Far Away. Uh, I don't really see any, I don't really see any episode one stuff in here. Mm. Rancor, Boba Fett, Land Speeder, Pod Race, no, Pod Racer. Episode oh, one. There you go. That's ATSC, Battle Tank, that Naboo Battle Tank thing. It's made by Luxaflux. I don't know if they, what Lux else they Flux. made. Yeah, Luxaflux. Vigilante 8, that might be the right Oh, Dark Forces. I'm forgetting Star Wars Dark Forces for mm. PS1. There was an official Phantom Menace game for PS1? What did that play like? Do you have it? I don't know. No, I just saw... I'm looking at the eBay listing for Demolition, and it's got all the Star Wars PS1 games on there. So, Dark Forces is, of course, a classic. That's still a very good game. Uh, Star Wars Rebel Assault 2, which I think is considered a good game as well. I have not... I have that one. I have not personally played it. Star Wars Masters of Terrace Kasai, which is not considered the fighting game, is not a good title. (laughs) Pod Racing didn't come out on PS1. That was N64 Mm -hmm. and Dreamcast. And then Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. I didn't know there was a Phantom Menace PS1 game. That makes sense, though. Like, why not for the biggest movie of the century at that time? Why not have a tag-along title? This might not be awful. I'm actually, I might actually might give this a go (laughs) and see what it's like. It's fifteen say, to I, twenty. A hard copy is fifteen to twenty on eBay. I, I still think premiums missing the mark. It is as far as games. I mean, it's it is that can't be. We, argued, we could have we could have much more essential PS1 titles, and also where's the uh, where's all the PS2 stuff? We haven't gotten really any. Most of most of the stuff that technically was PS2 era was we got the. Uh, Announcement that we could stream it for PS3, basically yeah. the the remaster or, the or I guess re-release. Yeah, yeah. We didn't get native. Are there any native PS2 games to like download and play on that service? Um, Psychonauts, but I don't think that's I don't think you can download and play it. If that one streams as well. <clears throat> I don't. I don't know because that was a you know PS4 via. I think you played that before this new tier. I think it was a PlayStation stream or whatever that was called. Talking about like Star Wars backwards compatible or Star Wars games too. What was it? Um, Bounty Bounty Hunter is also Star Wars. Bounty Hunter was a PS2 game. That's that's at least you can buy it on the PS4. So and you can, you know, play it from there through the backwards compatibility. I bought that bundle back in the day that came with Super Star Wars, that PS4 port, and 
was like two other games I think that came out with it. Bounty Hunter. Maybe uh the Jet Fighter, Star Wars Jedi Starfighter or something. Mm-hmm. Do you like Bounty Hunter? Brand, have you played through that? I actually have not played through this game. I was always intrigued by it. I remember the big it had a huge marketing blitz. Like that yeah. was the uh episode two title in a lot of people's eyes. It wasn't the Attack of the Clones <laughs> title. That was the one to get. Who made that? Who made that Bounty Hunter game? Does it say on that remaster? Remaster? Mm, no, it's just it's got Lucasfilm on it. Mm. Which, I mean, it could have just been LucasArts. Because I know the official game was... Uh, oh. Official game was Pandemic. Yeah, it just says LucasArts, Disney Interactive. Oh, uh, Elder Scrolls composer Jeremy Soleil did the did the soundtrack. Action adventure game doesn't really say much reception. I know it's highly revered. Yeah, it's just a LucasArts title. It's crazy. The DMA bandwidth was taken advantage of to use a high number of textures. There's full anti-aliasing and texture MIP mapping support. That's in the PS2 version. It did not come out on Xbox. It was only PS2 and GameCube. Hmm. All right, is that it for news? That is the news. We're done with the news. Do 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 do. Games Bug. played. Games played. Uh, my games played list will be kind of short. I know, Brent, you're catching up on two weeks worth. Yeah. Um, I've been playing Halo on and off with mostly with Brant and Cesar or Brant, mostly with Cesar and Renee at this point, friend of the show, Renee. Um, y'all still got me hooked on Fiesta. I'm playing, playing a lot of Fiesta with you guys. seems like that's the main mode. Uh, played a little bit of old man Halo the other day with, uh, Brant, were you on that old man Halo? Yeah. Was it? I know it was a, yeah, it was a lunchtime jam. Yeah. Uh, Brant, myself, friend of the show, Russell, friend of the show, Dale, I think was on there as well. Played some old man Halo, dipping back into that. Um, it's fun when we get Fiesta on those. I, I wish I could just queue up all the Halos, well, between one and Infinite, and just get Fiesta and see which one. Add that Fiesta mode to Master Chief Collection for Infinite. Fiesta! Yeah, but it, that that mode continues to be incredible. Um, I guess my games played today. Day, we sort of we had a get together. We had a no podcast get together, right? Including uh, our Pete Best member uh, Renee, and we ended up having a sort of uh, original <laughs> Xbox roulette is the best is the best way I can describe it. Um, we wanted there was so there was what six to seven players between any given amount of time between yeah. uh podcast participants and significant others and children and everything else. So uh, we were kind of, we didn't really end up swapping in and out. I had so much fun watching. I didn't <laughs> know it was going to be so much fun watching this original Xbox roulette, but we started off with, um, what was the first one? Oh, cause, uh, Cesar throughout the year, Cesar has talked about this Turok evolution multiplayer mode with uh, the dark matter cube, which apparently it's like super overpowered. So, but I'll let y'all talk about the individual games, but we played Turok, 
Evolution on Xbox, and then Medal of Honor Frontline, and then was it Arctic Thunder after that, or Kung Fu Chaos? Might have been Kung Fu Chaos. Or yeah, was it Kung Fu Chaos. Or Blood Wake. Blood Wake was in there. Kung Fu Chaos was in there. And then what, an early contender for Game of the Year, <laughs> Circus Maximus, Chariot Wars. <laughs> oh, my gosh. A almost Flash-esque Double Dash. <laughs> uh, where uh, one person is driving the cart and one person is uh, posing or... Uh, slashing, hacking, and slashing on the back of yeah. the cart. And the cart, of course, is driven by zebras, because why not? And yeah. uh, You can uh, you crash into obstacles on the course, or into gates on the course, or you can <laughs> or be Or sometimes absolutely nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. You, just, you just turn over. If the terrain gets too rocky, your cart just flips over and your zebras go running off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hijinks ensued. Oh. Um, oh, what else did we pop in there? Blood Wake, Arctic Thunder... A launch title for the Xbox. What was the boat battling game? Blood Wake. Well, that was Blood Wake. Blood Wake did not seem great, and I, mm-hmm. I had high hopes for Blood Wake. That one was very uninteresting. Medal of Honor Frontline was a good time. Oh my gosh, yeah, it was. <laughs> With its 30 grenades. What multiplayer yeah, I was, uh, 30 I was unre- I was unreasonably <laughs> good at that for some reason. <laughs> I just, the biggest thing I remember, who's negative one? <laughs> Oh, uh, someone in my somebody, household may have accused somebody. another player of being negative one, and hey, they ended up the negative round. one. <laughs> Shit talking like oh they're online. Gosh. Who's <laughs> negative one? Who's negative one. Uh, they ended up being negative one and losing the round. Uh, they did come back and win the Kung Fu Chaos round, though, yes, which was absolute chaos. And the playback was pure entertainment. Gold. Yep. Oh, I think Circus Maximus won the day, though. That was yeah. that was a wild time. <laughs> the best part, and I don't know why it, it killed me like it did. Brand, you were almost in tears. <laughs> I was. I was tearing up. I was laughing so dang hard. Uh, so whoever's whoever's you have a driver and a warrior on warrior the, on, the, on back. the back of the chariot, it's like the shield and the sitar. <laughs> but for some reason, the person that's the warrior can. <laughs> press different directions on the d-pad whether it be either side or or to change the, yeah. to change the view and it totally can mess up the driver it's like gta cinematic views but it's it's not gonna help it's the not usable at all it's not it's usable not usable whatsoever uh-uh. you're just like getting a side close up of the side side profile of your zebras or, or literally <laughs> like head on like looking at both players and just showing the back so they can't see where they're going. And the warrior does that, right? So you're completely yeah. hosing your own driver. Yeah. <laughs> the oh, driver can't do it. It's only the it's only the warrior. Oh my gosh. What a great time. So many gems on there. So many crazy games. We just we were just kind of dipping into the catalog and playing some four player madness. And it seemed like you guys uh, I know Cesar in our heyday had played some of those back and forth when we were like pre-podcast, just kicking around. Hey, we should stream some of the stupid stuff. Or I think people would pay to watch or, or at least tune in to watch yeah. us playing these crazy games. And so we had seen some of these, but I think a bunch of these were new to to everybody playing today. And that's always fun. Uh, friend of the show, Renee, got to play a lot more Mario 64. <laughs> I think he got like two or three <laughs> more his, stars. <laughs> his progress didn't. We, we forgot to save his progress. 
I heard Dire Dire Doc, though, so he was getting there. Yeah, he got some stars and unlocked some doors. God bless that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Oh, such a good, such a good game, such a good soundtrack. Um, I think, but I think that's it. With the you were selling me on the OLED with uh, Halo Two. Yep, queued oh. up some Halo Two anniversary, and just like for Renee, the demo was the high frame rate Halo campaign, oh. and just kind of running around on Cairo so Station. Yeah. And then the Mombasa level after that was Outskirts, I think is the name of that one, yeah. where you're kind of defending the little corner of the of New Mombasa, and then you dip into the town a little bit. Yeah, trying to trying to get you there. Played a little bit of Ratchet and Clank on there. I finally got that installed again. I'm I saw my save profiles at 93. percent I mean, yeah, I might try to track down the rest of those. I'm kind of missing that game. I think just jumping into it and and doing the trophy tracker thing. I may knock out that platinum and. Because it's been, I think it's been about a year since I beat that, and that game is just so good, <laughs> and it still looks so good. If they announced a new one, I know Insomniac's making 18 games right now, but if they announced mm-hmm. any sort of Ratchet and Clank content, I would be there day one for that. That would be that popped right into the PS5. But uh, honestly, I did not play a lot, and I didn't play hardly anything today, and I had an absolute blast. That is my concept of doing stuff with games. I love having people over and laughing, and uh, that's why we play games and have games, right? It's to cut up and have good times and laugh and get people together, and I, I love sharing games. Uh, you know, one of, the, one of the ways I met Brent was uh, doing Halo Land party, so... Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely and, hey, my definitely your family my enjoyed it too. So they did. The the younger ones. I mean, at first you were like, guys, this, you know, it may just yep. be us playing, but then they, they kind of worked themselves into it. You know, they were I having forgot, a good time. We were we were cheering I on. To mention that. Yep. We were cheering on the youngest uh, while she was playing what was called the robot game. The robot uh, game. Astrobot, which they love, and she's beating my scores on like the time <laughs> she trials. Is. She's like, actually yeah. she's doing some, some yeah. crazy stuff. And she gets into that game too. Yes, big time. She thinks it's, she must think it's like the Connect man because she's like moving her whole body around and they love the controller. Game. The robot game, man, and it <laughs> comes on the PS5. If you're on the fence on PS5, the, one of the best games for yeah. it comes with it. It's free. <laughs> the whole family will love it. But uh, Brent, that's that's a good note, and I. I forgot to mention that, but uh, I have a picky gamer in the household, and no matter what we popped in, they were down for immediately and never surrendered their controller. And I won't say competed, but played each title uh, just like everybody else, and it was – that was very cool. That was very special to share with everybody and to see them take off with it and just jam (laughs) whatever – uh, and really buy into the Xbox original Xbox roulette and play whatever, <laughs> <laughs> play whatever, whatever game got popped in. They were excited for, uh, Cesar, when you go, uh, Renee says, don't forget the hater on the streaming. <laughs> you mentioned for oh, Halo. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So you're, you're up, sir. Uh, yeah. To mention what we did today. Uh, I think the only one that I participated in was, uh, Turok. Uh, evolution, which I remember the Dark Matter uh, Cube. Dark Matter Cube being more unforgiving. Uh, I don't know if it's because I was not used to the weird old man super for super old old people who are like 100 years old controls. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> uh, oh yes, those controls were terrible. 
Uh, only two I... different control schemes. Oh. Did one of them use the buttons? Like, what were you guys doing with the buttons? <laughs> one of them used the buttons to walk. Who thought that was a good idea in the year of our Lord, 2002? <laughs> and even, I... though, even though that was the alternate control scheme, yeah. the, the looking and everything was still inverted. Gosh. No matter what you did, the looking was inverted. So even when so Halo was an Xbox launch title, it's been well documented. People people go on and on about the influence of Halo, right? But you can pick up that first game and play it right now, like you would play a modern shooter. It still controls and plays. It's it. I don't know if it set the standard, but it definitely was like highly adopted as that standard. So to play something from that era where they don't have it figured out, and I did the same thing with one of the Medal of Honors. I think it was Frontline, and it was like, what? <laughs> There's already a template for this. Yeah. And even, um, you know, I, I, I don't think it's a detriment to its game design. Like, But like Metroid Prime, people wanted to move the yellow stick around to do the, you know, that template was there to have a shooter that moved properly at that time. And Metroid Prime didn't work that way. The yellow stick, the C stick was never used for a camera control like that. Yeah. So uh, Renee says the controllers was awesome. So uh, Renee definitely <laughs> loves the original Xbox controller and it's nonstop vibrating. Yeah. All, I heard, all I heard was you guys like. <laughs> is that, is that a Dark Matter Cube? That's what it was. Yeah. So. Yeah. Renee, Renee swept us each game, except for the one game where like we, me and him were fighting the timer and we both got eight kills and. Killed each other as the final yeah. kills. Yeah, but we were tied. both the final kill and tied. The, the first game y'all played, the game froze. The whole yeah, well, Xbox it, locked up. It, well, the, yeah, the game ended, and and he won, but yeah, it just it stopped. <laughs> it froze on the on the end screen. So Classic. yeah, out, outside of that, uh, uh, Brand will talk about more what uh, he played since he played a little bit more. Uh, we did play, like Richard mentioned, played a lot of Halo, a lot of Fiesta. Fiesta's a way to go. Played a lot, a lot of, of Fiesta through the weeks, and it's made it it's made it so much more fun again. It, it, every match seems fair, right? You sort of. Yeah. I mean, Except was, when I was watching you on stream and you shot a rocket through somebody and they just kept coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite one was I shot a rocket, just this random shot, and it killed somebody at the end. Remember, I just shot it and just jumped off. and then Yeah, died. fire. they call it fire and forget or something like that. It was yeah, on that yeah. long... It was on the long new map with the platform in the middle that Cesar always says we're going to run to the platform and jump up up there. Cesar just shot a rocket and then went on about his business and like 10 seconds later it was like (laughs) he got the kill. I was watching the stream. That was Uh, a good stream. Yeah, yeah. I've had some uh, good... I seem to play better when we don't have a friend of the show uh, Weesh on our team. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> knocks us up to the next uh, tier. Yeah, he brings us up to the Halo uh, gods uh, for some yeah. reason. <laughs> um, was it was it Saturday Friday night we played? It wasn't Saturday night. It was Friday night. We were dominating. Like we would lose one in five, maybe. Then when he got on, we'd go, we'd go one in five. We'd win one out of the five or six. Yeah. And it's like this isn't fun. They weren't even competitive either. They were just demolishing yeah. us. Halo gods by ten or fifteen or something like that. I mean, Richard's over there, like, no, just just stand there and die. Just let it, let's finish this round. Don't yeah, just kill us, game. kill us. It doesn't <laughs> even matter to me. I'm not having fun. Just kill us. Uh, as a friend of the show, Renee had said, we had our first heckler uh, last night streaming uh, <laughs> Halo PSO. Or they thank never you for joining it. the stream. Thank you for coming back tonight and watching the podcast. <laughs> they were like, yeah, worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, what was the quote? Do you have the quote on there? Uh, <laughs> embarrassing Halo. <laughs> embarrassing Halo. Yeah. 
It's like those reviews you always see on uh, like Amazon. That shit's always so funny to me. It was so dumb. Embarrassing oh, Renee's Halo. got a PlayStation mug. Wish I remembered embarrassing Halo my entire life looking back. Period. Stream for what? Period. Nobody watching. Period. <laughs> and then Wolf Gangster says I'm watching. So we don't even know who Wolf Gangster is. But thank you for joining the stream and watching uh, Renee and Cesar. Yep. Oh, God. Uh, stream for what? <laughs> Period. <laughs> it's the worst game. I can't even remember how bad this game I ever played. Embarrassing Halo. I should think back in time to Embarrassing Halo. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Uh, I'll say that. Why, why of all the streams are you still tuning in? Like, why come in the chat and taunt people? <laughs> yeah, that's the funny thing. I was like, I, 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 I saw it and I just like, whatever, man, who cares? I don't even care. Okay, so do people expect, embarrassing Halo, do people expect all streamers to be, like, good at the game? Is that the expectation? Is to be good? I don't know, man. Embarrassing Halo. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that the ninja precedent? Like... You have to be a god at this game. No, we're just streaming because it's fun. I mean, we weren't doing bad, so I was like, all right, whatever, man. Embarrassing Halo. Trying to think back all my years of embarrassing Halo. That's the embarrassing Halo I've ever seen. Embarrassing Halo. (laughs) Stream what for? Nobody watch. (laughs) Embarrassing. Uh, (laughs) Outside of that, I mean. You guys were not embarrassing. You were entertaining. I couldn't hear Renee, though. Renee, I don't think Renee's voice was in the thing. Uh, yeah, we were trying to look it on in there. I don't know if something must have geeked up on something, so it might have been mine or his. Or uh, Renee was getting frustrated with us. That's why I told Renee to stop because I was like, I've seen him in the corner just standing there. Yeah, trying to figure like, out, trying to figure out the headset. Down by six or seven, I was like, Renee, come on, buddy, you can't, you can't screw the audio, dude. Got to contribute. We just need yeah. one from you, Renee. We just need one. <laughs> just give us one. You're on uh, seven. Give us one. <laughs> me and Renee streamed some um, Apex where Renee happened to uh, get a first place finish. I watched the stream. You both yeah. did. It takes two. Yeah. Uh, I was dropped in. Uh, we saw the after uh, aftermath of him uh, recharging his shield and shooting everybody with shotguns. So, and uh, winning the fight. That was Apex. a great stream and fun to watch down to the wire. First Apex win of uh, 2023 uh, could be the final one. Who knows? Stay tuned. We still have uh, 11 more months of losses that could happen. That's y'all's first duo win, right? For me and him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Outside of PUBG, we I think we won a couple PUBG. Because um, Cesar, you and I have a duo win, and then we won one with uh, a friend of the show, Jeremy, on the trios. Yeah, Did we get one? Did the three of us get one? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Mm-hmm. Our Apex days. Most of the time, it's like we always got uh, ambushed, and the ones that me and you and Brant play, where I was like, oh, let's look over here, and we get a shot from behind. Second place finish. Good. Damn, I just want to play some Apex now. Uh, I only played in the last couple of weeks two games. Uh, I played a, a shit ton of uh, Trails in the Sky. Uh, third. Um, on actually for once for the Steam Deck, I think I put thirty hours on my Steam Deck for just that one title right there. Shit. Uh, playing that a lot in bed and it runs fine. Um, it runs everything in the highest setting because it's, it's a game that came out in like two thousand six or something like that. So it's not really that demanding to run. Um, but it is a what you would call the Majora's Mask of Trolls games, uh, Legend of Zelda, uh, of Heroes games. Uh, it is what you would consider a ROM hack because it's not a dark game per se, but it's kind of like an epilogue for the first two games where they take a lot of the characters in there and they throw them into like a pocket dimension to experiencing like closing threads of storylines. 
but they reuse a shit ton of assets from the first two games. Like, so would uh, it be would it be more like uh, Link's Awakening? Like, oh, the hero went on a boat and now he's in a dream. No, not not that much because I mean they literally just take like all oh, this level from the first game, put it here. This level from the second game, put it here, and they just reuse the same assets. It's like it's literally like a all right, we have more story to tell, but not enough to make a complete brand new game on it. Uh, they did introduce a new character in there, and they kind of go into the backstory of one of the characters, like Kevin Graham, who's a uh, a Dominion of the Grawl. Rawls Rod uh, Ritter in that world where he's like he works for the church and so like that's his story and then his uh, squire which he's happens to be like his adopted sister and it's kind of like their their story about how they grew up together and how they got involved with the church and working for the goddess and trying to hunt down Ouroboros and which is the main villain from that series so like you have a uh, it's like a media that's character. that symbol that's like eating itself right uh, yeah the snake eating the snake the oh, yeah that's right so, uh, and that's it. That's all it is. I mean, like, most of the story port, uh, points in there is like you, you, all these characters from the first two games are sealed in these little uh, crystals. And as you beat bosses, you get them and then you, you unseal them and they're like interacting with each other, like, oh, yeah, I remember, I remember you, I remember that, and blah, 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 from the first two games. Uh, and it kind of it takes place, I think, two years after the second game. So, like, there, a lot of them are catching up, but it kind of just sets the pieces where it closes off that chapter in that story and it gets it ready for the next one at Crossbell. So the Crossbell games, the first one came out last year. I haven't played it yet because I wanted to do this, this uh, the third one completed first because right. that's before the Crossbell uh, and start that adventure. Uh, so yeah, nothing really home right home about. I think I'm chapter five of seven, so I'm almost done. Uh, I've just been playing that in bed a little bit. It's probably too long because I think last night I started at like 11 p.m. and then p.m. about I need to go. Out of my phone. Uh, the other game I played this week was uh, the new uh, One Piece game, Odyssey, the RPG. Uh, oh, that came out. Like, like playing it on PS5, I think I like twelve hours into it. Um, it is. Uh, it's not that bad. It's. It plays like a pseudo weird. Uh, it looks almost Dragon Questish and plays almost Dragon Questish. With some Pokemon aspects in there, like as in like that, uh, you know, fire versus wind, that rock paper scissors. Yeah, the elemental uh, trade off type thing. Oh so yeah, they always like uh, speed beats technique, technique speed beats power, and power beats speed. That whole thing on there. So when you have enemies, you have to remember that on there, and you get additional damage. And if you go against the other one, you don't get as much damage on there. So uh, the story point in this game, um, it takes place towards uh, the current season they have in One Piece, where they're in the new world. Uh, they ended up on an island that sends them. It's called uh, Wafford. Uh, I won't get into the details about the island, but it's, it's basically they're trying to figure out this mysteries of this island, and they meet a character named uh, Rim in there. Uh, and she, like, it's in that go-to RPG style. You start off at like level forty-one, and what she does is like she removes some of your memories in there, and to these cubes and scatters them throughout the island, and then you start down to level one. It's like a deep power. Like characters, a, like a Metroid thing. Yeah. yeah, like you have all these attacks and everything, and they power you down to level one. Um, and then you, you're spending in, uh, this time on the island trying to figure out what's going on, and you, you're recovering your memories. And so they have these uh, memory blocks where they you complete a temple, which uh, gives you like an orb for the island that helps with your, with your current situation. And then you go into this part where you have all these memory cubes that you have to unlock, and it takes you to a memory from one of the arcs 
the previous One Piece game. So I think the first one is uh, not game, but those anime and manga. Uh, so the first one I'm in is in Atabasta, where you have to recreate everything you've done in that arc to complete the memory, and then you get your powers back. So from what I can see, there's four memories you have to go through. So there's going to be four major arcs you can go through in this game, as well as go through the four chapters in this game to complete the story. So uh, it's like a mixture of like, uh, it's like a callback to like the best arc from the anime. And then you get to experience this new story, which is also written by the creator of uh, One Piece. He also did this and did the character design. That's awesome. Well, does it, it shows, I'm sure, in the quality of the game that it's uh, the original creators in there. Oh, yeah. Oda's in there. He has his, his handprints. Now, he's very, uh, Oda's... Oda's only done one thing in his life, and it's been One Piece. That's it. He's done it since 97, and he's always had his hand on everything. So, like, they got that one... I think, I don't know if I told Renee this or not, but they got that One Piece show, the live-action show coming on Netflix. And, you know, that's always concerning. Yeah, Uh, I was about to say, those haven't typically gone well, right? But he's 100% over the whole thing. He's done the casting himself. He's always felt like there's some things on there, like, you know, a lot of people get upset that these characters are not based off Japanese characters because it's an anime. He always felt that like Luffy was from South America and Nico Robbins from Russia and all that stuff like that. And he always felt those regions were those characters and that's how he designed. So when they did the casting, they cast it all from the areas that he believed in. So like Luffy and, and here's from it's a Spanish guy that's playing Luffy. So it was like everything he chose. It's like the way it's crazy because like he's only been doing like three chapters a week. And he personally went down to Africa when they started shooting the show over there for One Piece. Um, but he ha- they have to send him the story beats. He has to sign off everything that they've done in that show. So if they have to, any changes they want to make, he has to sign off on it. He's also overseeing everything. Everything it's has good. to be approved by him. Creative he control. Everything. So everything they do in there has to be approved by him. So it, he's a hundred. It, it might turn out well depending on how they do the CG stuff with the trying to recreate like Monkey D. Luffy and his ability to stretch and stuff like that. But, um, but depending on how that's gonna look. Yeah. But um, yeah. I, would you say this is the best One Piece video game adaptation? It's probably the the most the the one that they probably put the most time into because a lot of the other ones were kind of like uh, Dynasty War esque ones or fighting games that like they seem to be like uh, I mean they take the arcs and kind of go with it and uh, which but, isn't which is an easy and safe road to, we're not game designers a safe road to take with a license right I mean it's yeah, that's what it is. It's just a licensed game. They always played it safe. But this one is probably the one they, they spent the most time on. Because, I mean, the battle system is it's fine. It's pretty good. It's not a bad RPG system. But the only complaint I have on it is way too easy for somebody. Who, uh, for me, I play RPGs a lot. Uh, but for somebody else, I mean, this is probably more for people who don't play RPGs that often. I would say, like, a beginner level. Because there's not a difficulty for it. So, like, I started out level one. By the time I was out of the, the first dungeon, I was already at level 20. Because there's uh, multiple opportunities, like, to get XP boost and stuff like that. And I'm severely okay. overpowered. I'm just going through the game. So you're just steamrolling um, now. Yeah. Uh, my only other complaint with it is uh, there's way too much fetch quests. Like I'm in the out of Basta and it's like, all right, go over here and do this. And it's like, all right, you got to go over here and do, get this item and, you know, get the medicine. And all right, you got to go to the desert. And they go, I go halfway through the desert. Oh, you need a bird to cross this uh, Lost Woods esque area where you get lost. So go back to the town you were before and I had to go all the way back to the town before. It's like, oh, connect these items to the bird to join you. And I had to get these items and then go all the way back to the area. It's out there. So there's a lot of that in there, which is a little annoying. But I do enjoy the arcs they have in there. So that's the part I'm looking forward to is like the main villain bosses from the anime that you have to recreate in here. And those were always very good. So and they chose, I think they chose the best ones like Atabasta, uh, Water 7, um, uh, 
Dressarosa, and I don't remember what the fourth one is. I can't remember if it's Punk Hazard or not. Um, but those were like the, a lot of the, the good arcs on, that, that I enjoyed when I watched the anime that were done very well. Uh, outside of that, it seems awesome. sort of very well. And I think I, like I'm only like maybe one fourth of the way the game has been about t- 10 hours. So it's it's probably going to take me about maybe 40, 50 hours of each game. So it's got a lot of beat on it. So, But that's it for me. That's everything I played in the last couple of weeks. So You're playing that to, on? Uh, what are you playing that one on? PS5. It's a native. It's a native PS5 game. It's one of those weird ones because I think it's on PS5, PS4, and then it's only on Xbox Series X, not standard Xbox. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So it's uh, it's one of those ones. I guess there's so many PS4s out there that they decided to just do a PS4 version, but not do an Xbox One version, which is interesting. But makes sense. It is. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. One Piece, Odyssey, and uh, Legend of Heroes: Trolls in the Sky, the third. You know the random Apex and Halo. That's it for me. Last couple of weeks. So live service shooters. Who would have thought with us? <laughs> yep. Would have known. Who would have thought? Um. Okay. So. Brant, catch guess, us up. I guess just to go over some of the stuff, I did actually get in some um, imports for my Super Famicom. I got in the oh, uh, three on. Donkey Kong Country games. Uh, Those are inexpensive to import. I noticed they that are. Recently. It was it was like twenty five bucks, twenty four bucks, or something like that for to all three of them. Yeah, t- together and free shipping. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Super Donkey Kong. I wish we got Super Donkey Kong. That's so much better <laughs> than Donkey Kong Country to me. Uh, and then I also with those purchased from the same uh, seller because they were having like a. Buy one, get one, 15% off. Uh, bought Fire Emblem, Mystery of the Emblem. Oh, uh, which Super was, Famy? Yes. Uh, which I think was only like 12 bucks or something like that. Is that so. text heavy? Yeah. That's, oh, you need that's the only thing. You need there with you. But I, I like Fire Emblem. Um, <laughs> I like Fire Emblem. <laughs> I like Fire Emblem. <laughs> so I don't mind having having it at that. Yeah. That's not the one that they they did for the 30th. That was the one for the original Famicom. Yeah, I think it wasn't a embarrassing Halo, embarrassing Fire Emblem. Um, so of course, what's your favorite Fire Emblem across the franchise? We don't talk about Fire Emblem very often. That's the thing is I haven't I haven't played much of them. I know I played the heck out of the uh, the one just titled Fire Emblem for the uh, Game Boy Advance. That the sh- like was it the Shadow? First, no, the first one we got. Just Fire Emblem. Birthright Just is your favorite, Emblem. Cesar. I loved Awakenings. There was this whole big marketing thing behind Awakenings, and it was almost like uh, Cesar's Tales of the Abyss. If you don't buy this one, we'll never get another one. It felt like this last ditch <laughs> effort for Fire Emblem, and I played the shit out of Awakenings. So, uh, of course, I had to pop all those in. Um, play them just go through the first you know at least first level in all of them i have this like almost it's like a ritual when i get games i have to test them kind of wipe them down with some alcohol wipes and then i have to like catalog it and then put it put it on the shelf and everything um it's not a ritual it's a faith (laughs) and of course uh with with anything bought off uh ebay uh, Japanese stuff I don't usually have this problem with, but I'll still go ahead and open it up just to verify. Always 
get that um, what they call the the retro bit or the security bit and open up the games and make sure it's uh, an authentic board in those things. Um, did you test my Bomberman 64 I gave you? Actually, no, I did not. Again, coming from Japan, most likely not. No, and I got those yeah. years ago before this was such a big, before, I want to say counterfeits, but repros is the better term, mm-hmm. for better or worse, because I appreciate that they're playable, but uh, there are people trying to pass them as, as you know, full authentic. $300. Yeah. Yeah. There's a big thing right now. There's a bunch of Pokemon crystals on eBay that are flashed uh, EROMs. So there's a big hullabaloo on Pokemon Crystal currently. Um, other than that, like you said, we you know we did all our games today. We um, it was so much fun, man. Uh, we've played some Halo Infinite together. Um, I've still been playing Overwatch 2 with the family. That <laughs> uh, still hasn't uh, lost its shine. It hasn't lost its shine for us. We're always getting in there and doing our daily stuff. And I need to see if it's still got on the Xbox. You battle pass yet? Uh, we've, we've already completed me and the missus at least completed the, um, second season battle pass. Is there a new one out? Uh, no, there's 20 something days until the next one. But the, the, the thing is, is season three will be the first season that honestly won't have a major allure to even buying the battle pass. There's the last two they've, you know, added a character and that is the, main driving point for at least buying the battle pass because at least you unlock the character immediately i mean if you don't buy it you can still unlock the character but it's much later in the battle pass but season three they're not going to have a new character so it's probably just it's just going to be emotes and skins and stuff like that so i think they're going to lose like 90 percent of the people that bought bought the last two battle passes because after hearing that, I'm like, mm, I don't think I'm, I'm going to need pay. this next one. Yeah. yeah. There's been more seasons of Overwatch than Overwatch 2 than Halo Infinite in like <laughs> yeah. nine less months. Mm-hmm. We did get that free Halo Infinite one. That uh, one was, was saying he, he finished the Lone Wolves Battle Pass, so he might be like huh. totally caught up. Um, I'm still trekking through, um, Parasite Eve, still doing that a little bit. Um, like I said, uh, I won't well, hold on. I'll, I'll backtrack and, uh, go to the one that I, I downloaded via game pass. Cause I keep seeing, seeing stuff for it. Uh, high on life. Yeah, that's the one with the the crazy talking guns. This is the uh, Squanch games. Justin I mean, Roiland. Now you're seeing stuff about it for the wrong reasons. Uh, I don't know why. It's actually a pretty damn good game. No, Justin Roiland's in like personal. Oh, I have yeah. turmoil. Uh, the the 27 years he could be in prison for. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, some bad stuff. Yeah, with him. Oh no. Yeah, that's not good. Um, but either way, I've enjoyed playing the game. <laughs> hey, the last game he was ever a part of. <laughs> Don't hope for a Trover Saves the Universe 2. Oh my gosh. I would uh, think at this point. Derailed. Um, <laughs> um, it's... You're good, Brent. I mean, Tell us about the it's, video game. It's, it starts off, I mean, and it's unashamedly 
you know, you pl- start playing uh, the um, kind of tutorial is like this Doom clone game. That's uh, intriguing. It's the way it starts off is actually pretty pretty damn clever. Um, like two D and everything. Yeah, that's awesome. It's, it's actually it's it's pretty it's pretty good. It's awesome. Uh, and then like you get to a point where you know the the character like steps away and it's you know he was playing it on his computer. Um, you go out into the weir- real world and then this giant alien you know appears in the street and starts messing stuff up and the whole thing is this this big alien is part of this alien cartel and he's um about to start like enslaving humans and like basically converting humans into drugs or something does he tell you the like grinding is that 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 uh villain unveiling (laughs) like here's my plan here's my grand vision for the world um well it he appears in front of you. There's like some stuff going on. You can't understand it because it's all this alien language. Mm-hmm. And then one of the aliens gets killed and he has the, the, the first gun that you find. And it's like making this weird noise. So you go up and you take it off the alien and it, he, he like spits in your face. And that's, he says it's some kind of like, um, uh, translator virus or something that he gave you so now you can understand him and but uh it's a crazy it's a crazy ass game um i mean we all we knew that from the from the trailers just yeah. <laughs> the marketing buildup it's uh it's even crazier just just actually playing at the dialogue and stuff and i um i the the boss fights are actually pretty decent as well um but I've heard I, there's like some Metroid Prime kind of elements. Has it opened up yeah, to that point yet? Yeah, it is kind of Metroid Prime esque. That's yeah. actually a pretty good. That's a good. That's that is a good descriptor for that. So how does that work? Uh, just just the fact that every different gun is basically, you know, different, and it, they've all got their own special powers and allow you to do different things. Like even the knife. The knife, you know, allows you to open up these different chests plus it's a it's basically a grappling hook so you can grapple and swing from different things and um each gun has like, its, like prim- infinite one yeah each each um gun has like a primary fire and then a secondary fire like perfect dark mm-hmm. and the you know the secondary fire has like a small cooldown on it when you're uh, in battle um, but it might like the the first gun that you have it it fires this uh, it lobs almost like a bomb that throws the enemies into the air and then you can shoot them and juggle them while they're in the air um, and do more damage. Um, the second one that you get has like um, you can like suck enemies to you um, like a vacuum type thing. Yeah, yeah. You can suck them to you and then like throw them and stuff. It's it's actually actually pretty cool. I've only I've unlocked, of course, the knife and then the uh, the second the second gun. But I I took a step back because I uh, wanted to make sure I get to these games that have expiration dates on them. Um. So we have <laughs> first off Babylon's Fall. Oh, here we go. 
which um, uh, like I said, it lo- it looks rough. Uh, play together. We all got to play plays, together. It plays okay. Um, I can honestly see why they uh, uh, why they're shutting it down though. It's I mean it's <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing it's nothing groundbreaking. Um, but it's I mean it's not a terrible game. Yeah. Um, I only played through like a couple of the the missions that you can play through um, solo. Um, took me a minute to to um like grind and get some of the get some startup gear and (laughs) collect collect gear from those levels um and i haven't (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i haven't gone back to it um but it's pretty cool because i mean you can you know unlock all these different weapons you it's almost like you get what is it you get like two two like um trying to figure out you get like a primary attack weapon and then you get an attack uh that like you can uh charge and it's a it's a stronger attack um then you so have like a like light a shield. like a light hit and yeah. a heavy hit type thing yeah and the the ones the the stronger ones actually take um I forget what the bar is called cuz you have you have like a it's almost like an action bar and you know if you dodge the, the bar goes down but also if you use these charge attacks it'll you know take away from it the longer you charge it um but there's there's different things you can get like i've i've seen these uh or i have actually bought a staff it's not super strong but you can you know damage enemies with it but actually if you sit there and hold it you can heal yourself um it's a Playing it solo is it becomes you know a little difficult on some of those levels. Mm-hmm. I can see how having more people um, makes it easier, but it's it, every level is basically the same. But y'all it's, said it only takes like thirty minutes to get to the multiplayer part, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't take very long. Okay, and, and I every know it's level on my PS5. Every every level is walk a little bit, get to an arena where you fight some enemies, walk a little bit more, collect some stuff. Another arena where you fight some enemies, walk some more, uh, and then get to the last <laughs> arena where you fight the, the big boss of the area. The big baddie. Yeah, that's it. It's and it's rinse and repeat. I mean, it's, it's so that sounds so linear. It it is. We At need to compare this to Godfall. I've played. Yeah, we need to have a gameplay I offer. Haven't, I haven't touched Godfall, so didn't they give that one to us? They gave us. A very closed off demo, basically, where you start okay. at like level forty or something. God trip. <laughs> we didn't um, get the full Godfall. God light. God light. <laughs> God and summer. The, the last thing I've been doing is uh, because we only have like two months left before the eShops for the Wii U and 3DS close. We need to have a big episode about this, I guess. I It's Wii U and 3DS? No, yes. it's just 3DS. No, it is Wii U and 3DS. Sorry. I hate Nintendo sometimes. I'm actually down on Nintendo. The more successful they are, the more down I am on them. <laughs> <laughs> so, um the big titles I've been worried about for 3DS at least. I've been I've been actually I've been ordering titles here and there um because you can still find them for 29 30 ish, $39. Um, 
brand new, uh, you know, on Amazon and, and other places. Um, there's some other places um, via the internet that that do second runs, via I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, what is that? Video games. VG, VGP. VGP. Video games. I got something from them. Yeah, they're they're they they do a bunch of stuff. They're Video quality. Where they yeah, where they do second runs of, of games, and they still have mm-hmm. a bunch of, uh, I would say, more popular uh, 3DS titles and stuff that they're still printing. Yeah. Um, the big ones for me is uh, the the Fire Emblem games. Um, I had already bought them. I think it was last early last year when they after they announced this. So I got Awakenings, I got um, Echoes, and I got, uh, without knowing, I got both Fire Emblem Fates games. Um, But now I know if you buy either Birthright or Conquest, uh, you can buy the additional DLC for either. Nice. Um, So from one game, you can buy... There's two different DLCs, and you can buy... So if you if you bought Birthright, you can actually buy the Conquest storyline. So it'd be like buying Pokemon Scarlet and then paying twenty bucks for the Violet Pokemon yes. as DLC. And and that's Imagine that's that. what those that's what those actually cost. They're twenty bucks a piece. Okay. But then there's also uh, that Fates. sounded fair to me. That's why I threw out twenty yeah. bucks. I was like, eh, for the other. There's version, also yeah. um, a Fire Emblem Fates Revelations, which. Um, saw a very limited like special physical release and i think if you want to buy that is like two or three hundred dollars or something ridiculous so it's it's much better to just buy a version um of the game either conquest or birthright and just pay 19.99 for the revelations uh path right um then you also have fire emblems uh echoes which is probably the most controversial as far as the DLC because it's it's got a it's got a lot of D, DLC um, and you can go through and piecemeal um, you know the pieces that are story or the pieces that you just want or things like that. But if you're you know a preservationist or somebody that just wants to have everything for that Fire Emblem game, you can buy the season pass, which is forty nine ninety nine. So more than the game would actually be retail. Damn. Yeah, because I mean, what 3DS games were forty bucks. So I miss the days. It, As Cesar shows us, uh, Fire Emblem Fates Birthright. Oh, I got Conquest. All in one cart with the DLC. All in one cart. Oh. All together now. Call Fire Emblem <laughs> Fates. Is that is that the is that the Revelations thing? It's the complete set. Of Fire oh, my gosh. Yeah. You son of a bitch. DLC on cart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All together. Things like 400 bucks or something like that now. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> that's like that's 50, the one. Yeah. Ooh. It's ridiculous. Um, hey, I paid uh, $62 used at the GameStop near in Locust Grove. They didn't damn. know what they had. Yeah. Good uh, and, and then the one that I actually um, had to play in order to get DLC um, because for this one, they decided um, you can't just open the game and buy the DLC immediately. You have to at least play through the first four chapters. Uh, it's Fire Emblem Awakenings, which you yeah. talked about just just a minute ago, which oh, actually 
Um, it's pretty damn good. Yeah. I've, you know, I've played a few Fire Emblem games. Um, like I said, the, the Fire Emblem that was for the GBA is the one I probably have the most um, experience with. And this actually kind of harkens back to that because it, it starts off, you're kind of a, you're a tactician with amnesia. <laughs> you're you're, th- you're thrown <laughs> into this battle and RPG 101. Uh, this one is it's interesting because I I do like the mechanic where um, if you fight next to somebody, you know, it can boost your stats and you actually build like a rapport and relationship with these these characters, um, and that can greater en- enhance um, the battle. Um. And yeah, I what is it? Yeah, you have to you have to get to to chapter five, so you have to at least beat chapter four, and then that unlocks the area where you can go and purchase the DLC. Again, there's let's say four or five different packs of DLC. If you want each individual pack, they're six fifty a piece. I want to say, okay. but th- but there's some stuff that's just like. Was it like a beach, basically like a beach episode? So you get some fan service, you get to see some characters in bikinis and whatnot. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's a G-rated podcast for <laughs> fuck's sake. It, it's this G-rated. Nice. Um, but you know you can always piecemeal. But again, if you if you want to be a completionist, if you want to preserve all these these things, um, it'll be chilling out six fifty for each individual pack because i think they each pack technically consists of three three levels because they basically did you know blah 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 part one blah 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 part two blah blah blah, part three and each one i believe is like three dollars and some change by themselves sounds like good value and i'm not going to defend the whole the storefront's going offline. The shit's going to disappear. But Nintendo's been pretty good with DLC for their first-party stuff since the beginning of that. Yeah. Of, of of add-ons for video games. Like, even Mario Kart to this day, that booster pack. If we didn't have the family thing, we just had the booster thing, mm-hmm. that's, that would be a damn good value. But yeah, definitely, like you said, we might have to just do a show or something about which Shit going away which things yeah because there's already a bunch of stuff for for wii u i know we've we've talked about how there's only a handful of games that are stuck on the wii u but there's already physical games for the wii u um i talked to you about it today how i just out of curiosity look up twilight princess hd and most copies are selling uh they're, they've listed them uh for about a hundred or more just for Twilight Princess? Mm-hmm. Best version of that game, so... Yeah. I mean, I picked up Wind Waker HD um, from a GameStop, uh, I want to say, a couple years ago, a year and a half ago. I pre-ordered and, and purchased Wind Waker HD from the exact same store I pre-ordered and purchased Wind Waker for GameCube on <laughs> and got the <laughs> bonus disc. But now is the time. Got a couple months, but that's uh, that's it. That's all I played. Is that it for us? I think so, ladies and gentlemen. 
Thank you for joining us this episode and this week. And we will see you next week. Bye. See you. See you later. Adios. <laughs> adios, adios. adios. <laughs> up the youtubes there we go finally shit i'll let everyone know they're being recorded sorry guys oh gosh all those windows are nice see you carl winslow uh is dallas already losing the game (laughs) <laughs> I don't see the score. I just saw Carl Winslow. <laughs> I just got I, I got 55 windows open here. I'm looking at the one up top, and it has the game playing on there. So the one time that uh, having five monitors actually gets used behooves is during podcast and, and work sometimes. Sometimes work because I have like uh teams up there, and then Alec right here. this one. Yeah. I was like, damn, I actually do need these five monitors. <laughs> they said he can hear all of us. Lie, he's a liar. It's for the mic check. Mic check, mic check. It's 8.30 check, check, already. Check, How did check, this check. happen? Check it out. Check it out. Uh, Who's it, NBC? No, it's ESPN, right? Yes. My channel guide said ABC, but it's America's Got Talent on ABC. It's America's Game on America's Network. On Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I got to pull it up, Richard. This this is happening. It's happening. It's game of the week. Game of the decade. That Prescott could be our future quarterback. You never know. No, he just got a big deal. To play with us. As we trade away our 